Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We'd love for you to uh, download that on your favorite podcast platform. You're looking at me strange. Did you get new reading glasses? Uh, no, no, my other one's broke. You don't like those ones? They're uh, they're leopard print. <laughs> yeah, you can't see those. Those look like my wife's those sunglasses, are, yeah, and it yeah. really caught me off guard. Yeah, the, the other one's broken, uh, and i got to be able to read, so that's where <laughs> okay. we're at. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how a few extra minutes to help get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you, getting better like us. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates find out more about the leading hope community did you expect me not to comment on that at all i was hoping you didn't notice <laughs> okay i was, I was like i was you hoping. even had them on all day and I then know. all of a sudden you are a uh, a visionary a clear <laughs> thinker and uh i was figuring you were just so into the content Locked that you were in. going to look into these eyes yeah. <laughs> i was wrong episode 181 standalone today the title three things vision unexpected Unexpectedly changes. Yes. Unexpe- so this Unexpectedly. Not expected. Not expected. There we go. Three things Vision did not expect to changes. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm actually really curious because I didn't read this. So let's hit this. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about Vision as a tool, Vision as importance, what Vision does to the culture, clarifying those pieces. Yeah. We defined it here before of like Vision is the address of to the destination that you want to go to. So it tells you when you're there, when you're halfway there, when you took a wrong turn, stuff like that. And as we are like, what, six months, yeah. seven months into having a clarified vision statement here at the church we're serving at. Yep. Um, Highland Park. Highland Park. It's been interesting to go, hey, these are the things that have happened that I just necessarily wasn't prepared for. Right. So I want to walk through three of them of what vision unexpectedly changes. So the first one is vision changes the frequency of conflict in the organization and it increases peer-to-peer accountability. Now, when I say like all those things, it may sound initially good and I do think it is good, but here's just kind of as I've been observing stuff and noticing it, uh, what my realization has been is that most communities are built on or they try to keep harmony. Mm. That is like most families, most friend groups. That's kind of like, oh, no, 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 don't talk about that. No, 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 we're not going to get into it. Don't talk politics. Yeah. Don't talk religion. That's yep. kind of where those things come from. Is because the goal of those groups is really to keep harmony. And so this really unique thing happens is that people will not hold each other for... Uh, people will not hold each other accountable for destructive behaviors if they believe that it threatens the harmony of the relationship. Yeah. And uh, in church world, I've heard so many people who like will come in and like, hey, I don't know what to do about this friend or my brother or this other person in my life because they've got these things going on. But I'm afraid if I confront them on it Mm. that maybe they won't want to be my friend anymore. They won't talk to me or they'll be upset. And all those things are just evidence of the idea that we really focus on harmony for our relationships. And we're unwilling to confront if we think the confidence, if our confidence of the relationship cannot withstand the issue that we're confronting for most people they won't confront well and what i what i guess my realization from that is most people aren't that confident in their relationships oh that's because they don't confront on much like 
yeah. destructive things, unhealthy things, stuff like that. They'll just they'll just let it go for some time. This isn't a if I could like pull in some scripture stuff. Ooh. Like oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, like this isn't a new thing. Like uh, some of the letters that Paul writes addressing the churches, he's like, you have people in your community who are doing this, <laughs> and you're letting them. Yeah, <laughs> and if you could go back to. Corinth in the church that was there like do you realize this is going on they're like yeah but we just we just wanted to give him some time we really felt like it wasn't we didn't know if he'd still want to talk to us if we called him out on this and went through all that and that's just kind of how it functions and then what happens is as soon as you introduce vision into the conversation as you as soon as you go hey this is what we're actually moving towards you change that dynamic and instead of being a, oh, you're taking your glasses off? I had off? to, yeah, for a second. <laughs> instead of being a harmony-focused community, you're now a vision-based community. You're a vision-driven community. And so the thing that keeps you together is not, hey, we all like each other and we get along, which is still a great thing. I want people to still like each other and get along. But the thing that becomes the predominant factor in the relationship is we are working together, moving together to accomplish this thing that we all mutually believe in. And so the thing that changes immediately is instead of, I'm not going to call you out on this because I don't have confidence in the relationship and I want to keep harmony at all costs. Now people will go, I am willing to call you out on this because anything that you're doing that's detracting from the vision that is impeding our ability to accomplish this group shared goal, all of a sudden, this is destructive and hurtful to me. This is painful to me. And so what happens is conflict goes up significantly that like in, in, in most areas, like in serious things and in, in medium-sized things, conflict goes up significantly because people are going, if you keep doing this, it's going to impede the vision, and I'm unwilling to let that happen. Conflict actually goes down in petty stuff. Oh, because people are willing to overlook it. Yeah. And so I just think that was that was like the first thing that I went, hey, this is kind of fascinating that I'm noticing. As soon as vision gets introduced, conflict, it changes the frequency of conflict and it increases peer-to-peer accountability. That's good. Yeah. Into the the harmony piece, just outside even vision, but like that piece about talking, uh, uh, like bringing up hard conversations with people. Uh, the funny part is uh, if people in your community – not your circle, like your community. You don't have any problem confronting them, but the people in your circle, you do. Yes. And they're the ones that can move the whole thing the fastest. Exactly. But you won't say anything. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. So And true. I say that for leaders who are working through a vision process to say, since you put vision in place. Get ready. You're going to go like this thing that we overlooked for years. Bob couldn't get it done and we were all annoyed by it, but we didn't bring it up because Bob's nice. Yep. All of a sudden, we got to talk about it yep. because it's hurting us. Oh, that's good. So that's first piece. Uh, second piece, vision changes the pace of the organization. Yeah. That uh, One of the things that I found is that organizations will operate at a pace that is most conducive to the personality of the leaders. Yeah. And so we would just say, like, if the leader's more slow paced, they want to take time on decisions, that's how the organization operates. Yep. If the leader's fast paced, That's how the organization operates. And it's one of those, like, whether it's healthy or not, whether it's beneficial or not, that's what happens. There you go. You may be in a fast-paced industry, but you got a slow-paced leader. That's the pace of your organization. Yep. That's it. But as soon as you introduce, especially a time-based vision, I I think this is where it's really critical. If, If you've just got, like, this broad thing, at some point 
in time that is in the future, but we're not exactly sure when. This is what we want to see happen. It probably isn't as impactful on this. But as soon as you say, we want to accomplish this by this point in time, what will happen is, and if if the vision is real, like if the vision is owned, if people care about it, if you actually, like people believe in it, what will happen is the rhythm of the organization will naturally change to be at a pace that is conducive to accomplish the vision. Because people will go, if we're going to do this by that, then I need to get this done by then. Yeah. And it changes things that like decisions that get delayed, not because we believe that we can make a better decision in the future just because we didn't want to deal with it now <laughs> or we wanted to gather more evidence around it to fully support us. That's good. What happens is, is that all of a sudden, hey, the pace of the organization will change to be aligned with the vision. I, yeah, and you could even say it a, even a, a, another way, a vision changes the pace, or you could say vision personalizes the pace. Oh, that's good. Like, you know what it I mean? Does. Like you, uh, like that. this thing means I have to do this, Yeah. or we don't do that. And it personalizes it for you, so it picks up the pace. That's really good. Yeah. You're right. And then third piece on here is that, and I, I know this sounds like obvious, but I'll just say, like, m- most of you, I guess, are smart enough to go, well, duh, of course it's going to do that. But I was actually surprised by this. Uh, point three, vision creates dissatisfaction with the present. Oh. <laughs> and I-, I believe that, like, at its best, a vision statement, whether it's, like, for your organization or for you personality, for you personally, it is it is a description of the future you want to create a description of the future that you want to live into. And as soon as that's like down, as soon as that's on paper, and I don't mean this in a lack of contentment sort of way. I don't mean this as like, oh, you're just like, you're just so unsatisfied with life. You're always searching for the next thing. You're never in the present. I don't mean it like that at all. But I do believe as soon as it's down and you realize that the future can be better than the present. But if you don't act in line with that, that it'll never happen. As soon as that vision is down, it will create a dissatisfaction with the present. Absolutely. And things that you have accepted for years, things that you've just gone well, or the ultimate, like people abdicating responsibility for their life of just uh, well, that's just the way it is. What a stupid statement. Like it's a Bruce Hornsby song. That's all that? I know. <laughs> Good reference. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But it's people like, well, this is just how we do it. This is just how it is. Everybody hates it. Nobody likes it. But this is just how it is. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like as soon as the vision's there, you have this realization. It doesn't have to be like this. And I can impact and I can change it and it can be better and it can be different. And so I need to do that. And so just know, as soon as vision is there, you will find yourself dissatisfied in the best way possible (laughs) with the present. Uh, That reference, just the way it is, reminds me of an episode we did way, I mean, like we're in the very early, we're in 181 now. This is like maybe in the 20s, maybe the teens was uh, living the dream. Oh, man. Like the concept, I love that episode. The, yeah, the concept of people just walking in the office. Hey, what you doing? Just living the dream, man. Hate it. You Still know, hate it. Uh, just as much as when we you first really did Unless you really mean it. Unless, unless you actually mean it, which is not If you say living right. the dream yeah. and you are completely serious, yes. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, too. If you use it as a sarcastic statement. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the question, though. Um, so you got this point three. Vision creates dissatisfaction with the present. You have... Uh, you have been now, this is the 
third organization that you've been a part of creating either didn't have a vision or yeah. didn't know what the vision was and now we and that organization has of those three what were the biggest dissatisfactions you had with the present before that in each one uh all my dissatisfactions always revolve around culture you just hate culture <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> I apologize for that. It's good. I like it. So I just, I, I know. I, 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 I want you to talk more. I want you to be specific, though. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Because um, they're a little different. My greatest frustration were people who didn't understand the significance of their actions and that what they did really mattered mm. and could be better than they currently are. Yeah. So I would just say, like, my greatest frustration was within small mindedness and apathy towards what they did. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, was there a particular, like, um, what was your, how did you feel? It was each, each one. Cause I think a lot of people are watching. Maybe this is their second go. What did you learn from the other ones that to where you're at now with the dissatisfaction part of the vision? Oh, that's at a the present. great question. Uh, Never, I didn't say it well. But. No, that's a great question. What did I learn as I've gone through right, that? As, yeah, because you knew there was dissatisfaction. There's been dissatisfaction. Every time you do that, this is going to happen. What have you learned to uh, overcome that? To overcome the people's dissatisfaction. Your, and yours for that. That's that's what you're saying. Yeah. Dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, never blame the people. Oh, that's good. Because people Ooh. are, and I don't say that like, like Talk people are left. about that, right? That's what we want to do. Yeah. You don't get it. Well, of course they didn't get it. You didn't put a bullseye on the on the wall. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things like people talk about poor leadership. Yeah. <laughs> and poor leadership is such a is such an interesting statement because I would just say, well, the team is. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds, <laughs> I know this is ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would acknowledge that. Well, the team has no unity. Everybody hates each other. People barely get any work done. There's no efficiency. Well, was the leader going for that? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if they went for that, yep. Then they crushed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So to acknowledge like, like poor leadership is so subjective. And I know I'm saying that tongue in cheek because I know no one right. actually wants that. Of course not. But to say like culture is predictable. These behaviors lead to these values, which leads to these outcomes. And so like we understand that. And so you get into a certain space and people are frustrated or dissatisfied and they go, don't blame the people. Yeah. They've been led in a certain way. And they've adopted to that leadership style. One of the first conversations that like you and I had was the idea that very few people absolutely insist on operating in a healthy culture. Oh, yeah. Very few people refuse to live in anything less than that. Yep. The vast majority of people will become chameleons to the culture that they're in. They'll just adopt it. Yep. Well, and I think you hit that in the first point. I guess that's my last question is the frequency of conflict in the organization increases. That's just a scary sentence to most people. Exactly. What? I'm going to have to fight more, not less? <laughs> yes. That's healthy. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's countercultural. Like that, Absolutely. They don't, that, that doesn't make sense. Explain to uh, someone who is in a uh, maybe a scenario where there is no conflict of why that's so important in the vision process and beyond. Well, because 
Well, I mean, it's it's for a thousand different things, to put it bluntly. But to say it is like, because we're not unified and we're not aligned. Yeah. Even when the vision is there, we're still not unified and we're still not aligned, even if we all think we are. And it's in all the small mundane decisions that we create unity and alignment. Yeah. Is to say, if you're not talking about, like, we had, what? Yep. Two hours ago? Two hours ago. We had a 35-minute conversation with half our team on this. Yep. Because it just... And it's not like some people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, oh, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Nothing significant. No, These are the just ordinary in and out stuff that you have to walk through to go, hey, we're we're getting unaligned here. Yeah. And half of it was on me. Well, and the other part of it was if we, what happened? Here's what happened. (laughs) We had a conversation that really mattered so that we don't have a bomb that goes off in the organization (laughs) later. Yep. That's what happened. Right. I think that's a great point to say if you're unwilling to have frequent conflict conversations, every time you delay that, you're building a bomb. Oh, you are building and that it. that sucker's yes. going off yeah, at some point you in set time. The time. The time limit. <laughs> and speaking of time limit, we are out of time for this episode. It's Kevin, good. wrap it up. Yeah, I just want people to know, hey, Vision is fantastic, but as soon as it gets released, as soon as it is becoming owned by the people different things are going to be changing than you predicted or anticipated. And so I want to give you a heads up. Hey, as you operate in a vision-based structure, not a harmony-based community, conflict is going to go up, pace is going to change, and there will be dissatisfaction with the present. Embrace it, know it, and you'll be better because of it. Yeah, buddy. One, eight, one, three things. Vision unexpectedly changes. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed to Mean the World to us, if you did that now, also post about it. Rate and review or both. You won't help. We won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online or just DM us on Instagram and uh, send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. (laughs) 